here. Hello. Hello. And we're going to get a little closer. <laughs> Don't go too close. I have no makeup. This is definitely not the best look. This oh, is impromptu. 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 We've got uh, some really great news. The DNC wins again. Progressives can go to hell. <laughs> But remember, the GOP's worse, so you have to keep voting for us because you don't have any other choice. And you stay on the hamster wheel. Vote blue. Mansion parliamentarian. Mansion parliamentarian 2024. Vote blue. Laura, good to see you. Uh, Natalie, if you could join us on YouTube, that would be quite corking. So hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. Lana, get over to YouTube. He wants everyone on YouTube. Get over on YouTube, people. I always make sure that we have all three, all four channels covered. But of course, we want everybody on YouTube because that's a channel that we really need to continue building, hopefully getting to 10,000 subscribers sometime. In the I really future. want to have our merch Thank store, you. guys. I have some really cool things I've been working on for merch. And what exactly are you going to put up there? What's going to be sold, I guess? Well, uh, well, I'd love to be able to put our shirts up somewhere where people could just order them. We don't have those anymore. But they're great. They are and we great. We could always recreate we, them again. If I, I'm into the purple and, and white jerseys. I like our jerseys. They say, here comes the sun. They're very cute. Very good. Yeah. So mm -hmm. as a lot of you know, the reason we're coming on today, because sometimes I think it's necessary to do these hot takes every once in a while. And today certainly goes without saying. The DNC has decided that they're not even going to have a vote or did not have a vote regarding dark money in primaries. We all know what that means. It means that they do not want any progressives whatsoever. And again, progressives are is a term that has been completely co-opted, as we know. Non-corporate people. Being elected into positions of, of power where, again, I, Lana, where they are ultimately adhering to the will of the people and not the will of their corporate donors. They can't have that because most of the people that are sitting there would never be able to keep their seats if it were really popular and not corporate. Correct. Our Congresswoman, if she didn't take corporate money, she couldn't survive. She couldn't survive. Like there wouldn't be enough regular people that would want her there. So it's like these people have to rely on corporate money or they can't keep their position. No, nope. I'm uh, letting Natalie know if you haven't already come to YouTube, generational change on YouTube is where you find us. Make sure you subscribe. Who specifically like at the DNC, if you know? Uh, Nina Turner had a vote and found out from a couple of other people that the DNC basically was going around having their minions whip the vote amongst the corporate minions, if you will, to not even allow the vote to get to the floor. Shocking. You're saying that people like Nancy Pelosi don't want to vote on having corporate money in politics? Is that what you're saying? What makes it even worse is that this is no really no different than when we and we did support force the vote on Medicare for all of a couple of years ago. Uh, they don't want this getting to the floor. They don't want anyone to know about this. They basically just want you to assume that there is a reason. But the more we make a stink about this, the more likely we're going to get to a place where they're just not going to be able to hide their treachery because this is treachery. treachery. That's what this is. It's just so filthy and ridiculous. Which it's funny because, you know, when we talk about the, the queen dying and the, the, the monarchy and You're right, Dana. And we look at that like how how is it that just certain people just get to just keep being in charge? And we look at that like in this country with a certain amount of like sort of sanctimony, like, oh, they're a monarchy. But then I look at our politics and people, it's exactly the same. 
It's monarchies and oligarchies, and it's all people that just sit there at the will of corporate donorship. It's really actually, in, in a lot of cases, it's worse than a monarchy. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I could well, probably do a pro masquer- and con. I could probably do like a pro and con of each. But um, Well, it's masquerading as something that it is. Correct. But I will say this as far as like the, the monarchy goes. Um, those are they all serve. They all serve their country. Um, you know, Queen Elizabeth, say what you want, but she was a mechanic in World War II, you know, in, I don't, I forget which was it. They don't, they don't call it army. What do they call it? British. She was in the, the, she was in the military there in World War II as a mechanic. And, um, which is pretty badass for somebody who didn't have to serve. So they take it on as a certain amount of honor to serve. And I do find that somewhat honorable, but in here, we don't even have that. No, we definitely don't. Um, although I do think that having some form of required service would actually be a good thing in this country, even I, if it isn't military. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of volunteer work that could be done at the local level. You know, a lot of students in high school in particular like to get service hours. Well, if we had some type of a federal program where people could be getting all types of benefits, it's almost like, you know, <clears throat> building a resume. Um, so well, I, I just think it's a good idea. Why no, I agree. I, I actually like civil service. I think it's a smart thing to do. And I think that it builds a sense of community and an actual sense of patriotism, not nationalism, when people are working towards a common goal of having, you know, the betterment of civilization and having people not living on the streets and having our kids be educated and having people have health care and all that kind of crazy talk. Um, yeah, I, I think that civil service is a good step in the direction as, you know, it's one of the biggest problems we have is we don't have any real identity other than this sort of um, go red, white, and blue, go this. And it doesn't, it's just sort of vapid. It doesn't really stand for anything. And I think that when you commit, when you have service and you build that sense of community, that you don't just say it, you actually understand what it's about. And I think that's the way you build actual patriotism um, that isn't just, you know, flags, wave flags. Lana, I definitely can see where there is going to be a heavy push for some type of a environmental, um, you know, movement of sorts uh, from, you know, the crown, which would obviously be great. I mean, that's what they're supposed to be doing is serving humanity. But of course, we all know that's not what monarchies do. Uh, But maybe, you know, she's not the queen. Well, King Charles. King Charles is the king. She is officially going to be known as, I think, the queen consort. She should be lucky because she was never really given to her royal highness properly, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we Don't all get know me started who, well, on Camilla. Well, we all know who should be the queen, but she's not here. <laughs> no. You know, that's, uh, well, that, that was never going to happen. Natalie, thank you very much. Very, very appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, again, uh, everyone has had a very... Strong opinion, if you will, about the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, she reigned for t- 70 years, which is incredible. Um, obviously, the British Empire significantly reduced itself over the course of her tenure. I don't know if that necessarily was her decision. Um, it's a variety of things. I have, yeah. I, You know what? I have very – it's very nuanced, and people want to make it black or white. You know, I, I am completely averse to the concept of monarchy of blue bloods, of elitists, of certain people being better than others. The entire concept is disgusting to me. I think it is, it's a blight and it prevents progress from actually happening. However, that being said, it is the system when that she was born into. It was a position she was handed at age 25 
I, I might add, was never supposed to ever be in that position in the first place, but if not for the fact that her uncle abdicated the throne. And she really um, never asked for it or wanted it. And yes, yeah, she's had to do some pretty horrible stuff. People in power have to do some pretty horrible things. And a lot of people have a lot to say about her. But the reality is she's just a person. She was just a person, a woman. She had good things that she did and crappy things that she did. But let me tell you something. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. And there is n- like there is no like I have mad respect that she did what she did for 70 years like that's incredible as a woman, no less, like just a lot of things about her that were very badass, And I think she did some pretty crappy stuff, you know? And where do you, well, so then the question becomes, how do you, you know, end the monarchy? They have to decide to do that. I mean, it's like you're wanting people to give up their own power, but I, I can, I've always thought if I lived in the UK, I would definitely be in the faction of people that are fighting against having a monarchy. I would definitely be in the faction on the left that does not want to pay taxes for some idea of elitist blue bloods that are just regular people. And meanwhile, people are starving. Um, So I can assure you that if that were my form of government, I would have probably spent the better part of my life rebelling against it. Um, But I don't know, like, legally what they what their options are in terms of getting rid of it. It has to be it has to be a decision of the state. It's a tax thing. They pay their that gets their tax dollars support the monarchy. Yeah. Um, So ultimately, it should be up to the people there. But, you know. All of again, she, Queen Elizabeth was born how she was born. She was given what she was given. And it wasn't like, you know, she didn't have that many options. It was, it's, it's kind of, if anybody hasn't seen The Crown, I highly recommend it because it's its own kind of prison that they live in. And it's, yeah. it's a very, very wealthy, expensive prison, but it's a prison. And she spent her life in her mind serving, serving, serving her country. And it's just that whole entire dated lifestyle, that whole thing. It's just so, you know, not, it's the opposite of progress, but, um, she did what she had to do. I mean, that's the truth. She was where she was at the time she was and had a lot of crap to contend with during a civilization that that was the system that was in place. You know, what, what should she have taken over in, at age 25 and be like, yeah, no, power to the people. We're just going to toss this crap out there. Like, how realistic is that? So I think she did somebody that did the best she could with her, the life that she was given. And Lana brings up a very good point, which, of course, is that Parliament is responsible for making the laws and UK is sovereign over the pound. Their tax dollars don't fund at the top level. You know, it really goes without saying that if there's one thing we can definitely say about the UK is that a parliamentary system is a much better form of government than yeah. the winner take all system that we have here in the US. And the fact that we are so overly controlled by corporate interests and the fact that the two party system basically forces you into a vote for the lesser of two evils almost every single time, especially at the highest level, you know, that's not something that most people want anymore. And so we can learn a lot from, you know, our British allies as far as what we can, what elements of their particular government we could take. They're divided like we are though. You know, you've got very much probably the young generation of people that want to see more equity and more justice for all. And then you have the older generation that very much loves their monarchy and they love their queen. And, and, but the, the truth is in, in their country, they truly do. A lot of those people see the Royal family as those are their public, like, 
not public servants, but like they, they're there as their public, like men, not mentors. I don't even know, but they really love their royalty there. They see them as like, they're devastated about this. Sure. No, it definitely is real that they are yeah. really sad about the queen. And I also sure. don't get really, really sad when old people die. That's just me. Well, I mean, she lived across the life. board. Yeah. So did her husband. Yeah. I mean, so I just, I'm not maudlin. I don't do maudlin. And I generally don't get sad and upset when very old people die. I just don't. Um, I, it's sad for their family. I'm sure they'll hey, they have them. to have something to talk about. You None know, of us is getting out of here alive. No, so it's just, it is what it is. So part. there's no tragedy in, in that to me when old people die, if they've had a nice life and you know, that's well, I'll tell, for them. Well, I'll tell you what the UK doesn't have is it doesn't have a DNC and an RNC. It doesn't have a two-party system that is essentially controlled by these corporate monoliths, as you like to say. And so here we are faced with a very significant problem once again, as election season is really starting to heat up. And when it had, you know, when you have the opportunity to actually put forth a very important vote, the Democrats talk all the time about how Citizens United has completely destroyed democracy how it was really the GOP's fault that we got into this position. And yet something as simple as just removing dark money from primaries, can't even get a vote, should tell you all you need to know that they're all in this together. Now, the non-corporate people are not in this together. They're working on another side of politics, which is to actually change the system. But when it comes to the Democrat and Republican parties, they work in concert. This is a prime example of that. At the highest order of the Democratic Party, they decided, no, corporate money's fine and dark money's even better. And why is that? Well, if you're going to have corporate money, it's better off that it's dark. Well, then that just makes it worse because then you really don't know where it's coming no, from. No, no, no. That's my point. It's like, why would you if why would you get rid of dark money if you're going to have corporate money? If you're going to have corporate money, then you want it to be dark. You don't want people to know. That's the whole point of what they do. Why would they get rid of that? Well, I they agree They couldn't with that. exist without it. No, that's definitely true. <laughs> I definitely concur that that is, the, that is the essence of why the system is the way that it is. As you said, it's designed to work exactly as it is intended, even though there are people who think that the system is broken. Well, our country's broken. There's no question about that. But in terms of the actual construction of the system, the system is constructed to work exactly as it's working. And so when the people start to wake up and rise up and say, we don't want this anymore, we don't want corporate special interests dictating our primaries and ultimately our general elections, the Democratic Party steps in and says, no, actually, this is what we want. We lie and say it's not what we want. But we do. But when you have the opportunity to make a stand, their attitude is we are not only not going to pass this, we're not even going to vote on it because we don't want anyone to be exposed for being the corporate chills that they are. We know who you are. That's the truth. Like they can they can keep doing that all they want, but we know who they are. It's not a secret. And eventually they're they're losing over time. That is not to me. That's not even a question. They will eventually lose. Um, now, again, I always say the one thing that cannot be accounted for is the environmental factors. Like I do believe progress will win overall in terms of like the political arena. But whether or not we all still exist or we're living in a fiery inferno that was bombed by a meteorite, I have no idea. True. But I do believe that politically speaking, progress is inevitable. And, and the old way is eventually dying off and people are going to seek justice and equity and it could be bloody. It could be horrible, but it will happen. 
but again, I don't, we, we could very well not exist as a planet. That, that's, the, that's the wild card. Yeah, there is no question that that is more or less the direction we're heading in right now. And we cannot be just waiting around wondering, hey, you know, how are we going to be able to save ourselves if they're just going to continue down this road of a little bit here, a little bit there? It, it, it doesn't work that way. They're just trying, again, it's like everyone who's up, like trying to celebrate, you know, Joe, bless you, Joe Biden, you know, clipping 15% of the student debt. Again, it's nice and it matters, but we shouldn't even have it to begin with. No other developed country on earth has it. We have it because we have a for-profit education system. We have a for-profit healthcare system. We have a planet that's on fire and has contaminated water in almost every corner of the country. And of course, Jackson, Mississippi is going to turn into Flint and is eventually going to go by the wayside and never going to properly deal with it because why? But why but but the mayor of Fort Lauderdale is planning a nice little shuttle from downtown to the beach underground for the rich people. Well, when we had uh, Andy Mattis of the Teamsters Union on the other day, he said, well, actually, we could probably provide universal health care to the citizens of Fort Lauderdale. You see, when you start thinking along those terms, that's real change. That's infrastructure. That's systemic change. Yeah, to the which system. is what needs to be happening. And yeah. it's just, it's going to have to happen local because we're not getting anywhere otherwise, people. It has to happen local. Definitely true, Bill. Although I'm not sure if it's just 15 years, maybe even longer than that. The Democratic Party is it as involved, if you will. Oh, they're just all horrible. You can never not move far enough to the right because, again, the whole idea is to keep the system completely functioning under the whim of corporate special interests and management. The idea of having something that is working in concert with labor is not something that's currently happening right now. And that's the big change that we need to see. We don't have a labor party, people. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's actually, it's the most lopsided possible way to have a democracy is having no labor party. It's just, what's the point? So then you only have upper management party. That's how we've been living here for like 50 years. Yeah. And again, we do have two corporate parties and the denial is just so great. Even something as simple. And again, I don't know if it's necessarily the consensus. It's probably not because I'm sure most people are tired of it. But even if we put out a post regarding the fact that they did not have a vote and the reason they don't have a vote is because the Democratic Party is convinced that they have your vote no matter what. They don't have to earn it. They just have to tell you that you're going to vote for us so the GOP will win. All evidence. It's so funny. Like, despite all evidence to the contrary, they actually do believe that it's like in the bag for them. And so as a result of that, they feel that they don't have to do anything. If anything, they do the bare minimum. The only reason why they clipped a portion of the student debt is because people were very loud about it and loud to the point where they said, you're not getting a vote if you don't do something. And they did it. And now they're wondering, oh, wow. Uh, I guess we're okay now. No, actually, what it tells you is, is that the people have more power than the Well, who in Congress was supporting the bill to put it to the floor? Who wanted to push that to the floor? I don't think it I don't think it has anything to do with elected officials. I think it has to do with the bureaucrats within the party. No, but what I'm saying is, is it's like who was who in Congress was proposing to have that vote? For which? To get the to to not have dark money in primaries. No, it's the DNC. It's oh, the it's DNC, the DNC committee. committee. Okay. Yeah. So they met in DC this week. And of course. I didn't realize she was still involved with them. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, have a vote. 
And again, even when you try to do something positive, it's like, you know, what the hell? And then, you know, Nina, of course, did put out a, a pretty pointed message about the fact that they're, you know, they don't believe in the democratic process and they don't. They don't. But again, this is the beauty of what's happened over the last seven years. There has been this awakening period for so many people. They have figured out how the game is played and that they're not going to be made a fool anymore. You're not going to fool them the way that you once did. Now, the question is, how many of those people that have woken up are spreading the word to others, getting them to see the light? Not everybody wants to see it either. There's a lot of people, you know, it's like with the red pill and the blue pill in the matrix. How many people are really going to take the red pill? No, most people don't want to. I can't. Most of the people in my life don't even like to want to know about anything. They're very comfortable not knowing. Ignorance is bliss. It is. I got to tell you, there are many times I really wish I could eternal sunshine spotless find myself. Maybe you could. I honestly, I, I've thought about it and I know exactly where I would go back to. You can un- pick a spot to unwind to. Well, I am telling you that this is, it's not going to end well, but the idea that they felt that they could get away with something like this and that no one was going to talk about it. Now, of course, we're only talking about it in these particular circles because corporate media is not going to cover it. Not even for a second. They'll never announce it. Well, it's just because most people don't find it that interesting. It's not, it's not, there's nothing sexy about that. There's way too many important things to be talking about, like Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago and documents and all sorts of very important things that we have. You're right. That's definitely more important. hundred percent. The way that people choose to live their lives and how they can live them to the best of their ability is definitely not important. Definitely not. It's, there's no ratings there. So why not, you know, talk about all the other crap that is just, you know, kind of festering along. And to me, that's, that, that is the sad part. And we bring this up because everyone and their mother is going to be hooting and hollering about how terrible the GOP is and how they're taking away your rights and you can't have this and you can't have that. Well, if you were actually fighting for those rights in a way that was actually economically beneficial for the average person in this country, you would have the like to stand on. But that's not what the Democratic Party does or has been doing. Harry, I, you know, Dave, he's a troll. He's just playing around with us. Don't don't scat. Scat's just a troll. Yeah. Don't you're not going to get some sort of reasonable answer. Yeah. And again, um, the DNC, which has been controlled by some really nefarious people, including our congresswoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and then Tom Perez and now Jamie Harrison. You know, you can believe that they're going to eventually do something right by the people. But no, it's it, everything has to be taken by force. It's the only way. You Power can, concedes nothing. Without demand. And the fact is, you know, the, the GOP does for their constituents because it's what they demand. Now, they're not necessarily demanding things that we want or things that are going to help solve the economic crises of our time. Because a lot of the people who are really fighting hard are fighting hard for individual rights and you know, kill or be killed. You know, I got, I'm going to get mine. And if you can get yours, great. If you can't tough, you know, it's the way it is, but we're tired of this. It's just a question of when people are eventually going to get tired to the point where they're going to withhold their vote. That's what it's about. You have to decide how much more you want to take this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah, That's definitely not the answer. (laughs) No, you have to make them believe (coughs) that this is not going to work out well for them if they don't do as they're told. The people have the power. Either they just don't know it or they're afraid to exercise it. I believe. (laughs) 
All right, I'll give you that. That's a good one. That's really funny. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> and, and in many ways, that is emblematic of what the problem was. That's what the problem is. Well, but I see Marries Bernie right. very symbolically very similar. You know, when you're sitting there and referring to somebody as your friend whose sole purpose in life is to like crush you and everything you stand for, you're, 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 the decorum, it's, it's just, it's just not worth it. Like you, you got to cross over to the ugly place sometimes. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like a very sternly worded letter is just not enough sometimes. No, it's no, it's never <laughs> enough because again, that's not what gets it done. You're never going to get anywhere. If you think that the answer is just to, you know, placate to the, yeah, well, you know, maybe if we, well, but I also kind of feel like that in the fact that anybody would even propose that to the DNC thinking that that would ever go anywhere. It's sort of like asking your captor for little, you know, for better treatment. It, it's like what I say about, you know, you live in a right to work state, so we're not really allowed to do this or that. Um, if you ask your oppressor for a chance to speak up, you're never going to get it. So the fact that you would even propose a rule like that to a group like that is kind of silly. You, you, they're never going to do that. So you need to take that. Bill is absolutely correct. You change politics by scaring capitalists. That's the way it is. If you're not threatening their bottom line, exactly. then there's nothing that's ever going to change. There is a reason why the culture war dominates the conversation much more than the class war. Because the class war changes economics and they don't want that. The culture war doesn't change anything. If anything, it brings more people in that can be, uh, you know, <clears throat> a beneficiary or a, a, a you know, be affected detrimentally by the system. Right. But the people that want to have a living wage, that want universal health care, that want a clean energy grid that doesn't involve coal or natural gas, you know, there is... They want clean drinking water. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine wanting clean drinking water. And imagine thinking that Jackson, Mississippi or Flint, Michigan are the only places in the country that are suffering with this problem. They're just suffering with it at an unbelievably insane level. But so are others. Oh, I think it's way more widespread. I think it's very widespread. I think it's just most places it hasn't been brought up. People don't have the resources to test it. They're even like, it's almost has to be a perfect storm for it to even get noticed. And so that being said, if we know of the, for every rat you see, there's 50 that you don't. So there, I can't even imagine really what it is around the country. I mean, that's the biggest selling point for clean energy. And we are going to have a very interesting conversation. As you guys know, on Monday, we will have Ryan Grimm of The Intercept and Rising. And of course, Michael Schellenberger, who was a candidate for the independent candidate for gubernatorial race in California earlier this year. Uh, you know, Michael is a huge advocate for nuclear power. Um, he's also been very critical about the ability to sustain uh, the clean energy renewable uh, options that are available. Whereas somebody like Ryan uh, believes that renewables is a solution, but maybe not the only one. And the question becomes, well, what do we do to improve upon the technology we've already created? Because we can't keep burning fossil fuels. You can't drink oil and you can't eat money, no matter how much you think you might be able to. And when you are following people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, who think that, well, we can just build a rocket ship and fly out of the country or fly out of the world, excuse me, and onto Mars... I mean, you really have to stop and think just how insane that thought process is. Mars doesn't have an atmosphere. Okay, so we could subsidize Jeff Bezos' failed flying penis, but yet there's something called student lunch debt. Yeah, student lunch debt. That, that those three were like to me, like 
That is the most absurd. There's student lunch debt and there's little kids at schools that literally get shamed in front of their friends and don't get to eat the lunch that day and have it like thrown out in front of them if their account is not paid up. Yeah. So we have student lunch debt, but we could subsidize how much money for Bezos's flying penis to nowhere. Yeah. That's, that's some, that's some screwed up priorities, people. That is some seriously screwed up priorities. We definitely got a lot of them and that is probably true. If any of you have not had the opportunity to assess exactly what your tap water looks like, highly recommend you probably. Yeah, Dave, we do want a general strike. The, The problem is in a country like here where we have no social safety net, no universal health care, people, we have no resources for people to not work. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, people, yeah. if you have a social safety net and you have health care, then you can maybe afford to not work for a little bit. You have a little cushion there so that we could have a general strike. And that's what they have in places like France that we don't have here. So in order for us to have a general strike, we have to build up a certain amount of community infrastructure that will accommodate people that aren't working. And right now we're so far from being able to do that. That's our problem. It isn't necessarily the will. It's the resources so that people can afford to strike. And that'll be an important part of the conversation, not just with, uh, you know, Ryan and Michael on Monday, but we'll also have Tom Hartman coming back on Wednesday. Do you know which, what it is, what the book is? Because I kind of look well, did and you, see. Did you have the book, The Bigger Brother or Big Brother book? But we already did that one. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything else. Okay. Maybe he just wants to come on. Really? Maybe. No. Tom usually does a rotation on book. All right. Whatever. We could all, I can always chat with Tom. Yeah. Yeah, guys, Tom Hartman's great. He is definitely someone I like to talk yes. to. And he's very smart. He is. We're having like a rash of very smart people. I'm going to have to like really, you know, be my most studious. Bone up on your nerd lessons. I'm going to have to. We've like had like an entourage of smart people lately coming on. Yeah. We need to find some stupid people to come on. And balance it out. <laughs> we need some dumb people to come on and balance it out. If only, oh, well, thank you. I think Peter's going to. Peter's going to help me with that. Well, you're totally talking about dumb people. I love dumb people. It's how I was able to win. And I'll totally win again because I love the dumbs. I know. I literally, I love the uneducated. That's what I said. I, to- I totally like the uneducated. And do you remember where I went to school? Because you like to be the smartest person in a room. Well, I totally am the smartest person in like, the room. I, I want to be the dumbest the person in the room at all times. No, totally the smartest person. I'm a, I am a stable love genius. And remember person. where I went to school? Do you remember Oh, where you're I went? a stable genius. Oh, I went to Wharton. It's the greatest Wharton. school in the world. Wharton. And I totally got in on my own. I did not have any advantages. I was a totally normal kid who worked really hard. Oh, I'm allergic to that. Totally don't do that. That's terrible. Totally not legalizing. But we are making America great again. Again. And again <laughs> and again. They're totally not taking me out. And I know there's people who think that this Ron DeSantis is going to take over. It's totally not happening. We're totally coming back into the war. You might want to get that cough checked out. Remember. <laughs> but believe me when I tell you, we're only getting started. They can't take us down. Oh, my God. We will win Do you, again. Again. And again. <laughs> you had a question? I'm totally open for a question. Nobody Anybody has a question? question for you. You're so, no questions? Nobody has questions for you. The press is here. They totally have questions Nobody has you. questions for you. No, they totally do. What do we got down there at the bottom? Anybody want to ask me Yeah, a they're laughing at you. There's to- Well... I'm a very funny guy. I'm a totally funny oh, person. Yeah. I have lots of great things, lots of great quips. <laughs> Remember, we won Pennsylvania by a lot, and we're totally going to get Dr. Oz. 
elected into the U.S. Senate. You'd have a better chance of getting the Wizard of Oz elected. Well, he is the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> he somehow lives in New Jersey and is representing Pennsylvania. That's, That's a really quite wizardly. That's a really great skill. I wish I had that skill. We're Fetterman fans here. Oh, that totally big oaf of an idiot who's totally hopped up on fentanyl and all different kinds of drugs. Yeah, that crime. guy. Yeah, we like him. No, we totally don't like that oh, guy. Oh, we like him. No, he's a terrible person. Mm, I don't think so. I definitely think so. Really terrible. And I like his cute wife. And remember, if you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen, this is really great. Technology. His wife actually likes him. It's funny. Like, if you look at the, like, his it's wife the, really likes him. I'm talking here. Remember, clean coal. It's totally clean. <clears throat> There's no such thing. No, there totally is. It's clean coal. And remember, it's natural gas. So it's natural. It means it's totally, perfectly fine. You can breathe it in. Nothing will happen. You can power your house. It's really great. I do it all the time. I may have eaten a few paint chips at one point or another. In my that life, I would believe. Okay. So I'm just here to say hi. It's a siesta afternoon. I have to get my beauty sleep. Lord knows You don't this. know anything about siesta. You don't like the Mexicans. No, I totally love the Mexicans because they cook really great food. Do you know why Mexicans have refried beans? I bet you heard this one before. It's a really great joke. Do you know why Mexicans have refried beans? No. Because they never get anything right on the first try. Oh That's a really great joke. I heard it a long time ago. Remember, I'm from New York. I hear the best jokes, the most incredible jokes. And I totally have Mexicans working on my property. I'm sure you do. And they're totally not citizens, so I could pay them whatever I want. I'm sure you do. And they're very do. grateful. That's why you don't need a minimum <laughs> wage. Just give them a few pesos, and they're really appreciative. They're really great. <laughs> This is going to get tied back to us. No, there's totally nothing terrible about what I'm saying. It's totally true. <laughs> it's really spot on and it's really correct. We're going to run again in 24. We're totally taking out, we're taking out everybody. We're taking out Mitch McConnell. We're taking out all of these terrible uh, Republicans. Mitch McConnell is immortal. He's the undead. So I I'm don't think he's make, ever going I'm anywhere. I'm going to make him dead. He's totally going to go. I did say that out loud. McConnell, I'm coming for you. You're mine. He's totally in bed with China. He China. married a Chinese lady. How could you not see the scam, Jen? How could you totally not see it from the very beginning? It's been there the whole time and no one ever called it out. But I'm calling it out. You see, I call out my own party. I'm like the Democrats. They never call out their own. I call out my own. We're going to win the primary and we're going to win the general and we will make America great again. Again. We'll see you later. It's just so ridiculous. So gross. Yeah, well. <laughs> So I hope you all found that entertaining. Oh, it's entertaining. We're so. going to have like, you 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 realize that you, you death made a death threat against Mitch McConnell on our audio. And so now we're going to be like under some watch he list. Off, he comes after McConnell like hard, like really hard. So <laughs> we're, we're going to be. As he should. Well, right. Whatever. Let them fight amongst themselves. But if, if I, if I'm going to like go down for something, it's not going to be for making death threats against Mitch McConnell. Okay. Then I guess I'm going down. <laughs> all in jest but we hope to see you guys on monday at 6 p.m special start time because that is when uh the you know ryan is a father and he has to you know <clears throat> his kids come first so we have to accommodate based on time and then at seven o'clock we'll be speaking with uh ashley of browse beauty of broward we will be speaking with a local business owner that's I'm going to make that more of a common thing. Yeah. Not just talking to candidates. we got to talk to the local we got to talk to the local people. Spread the love, support, and speaking of which, next Saturday, very important, 1 p.m. at 
Jacaranda Ristorante in right here in Plantation. On Broward, yeah. on Broward Boulevard, just, it's just west, no, just east of Pine Island. Yeah, because everyone knows that. Just east of Pine it's Island. It's right by University Drive. Nobody knows that either. They may know that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> More details We're going to be doing a meet and greet with mayoral candidate Nick Sortle. And this could be very beneficial locally if we are able to do this because we don't need any more Debbie Wasserman Schultz acolytes running the county. No, so, no, it's not helping. It's, it's very anti-democratic. Very anti-democratic. And it's a total mudslinging campaign, which of course sucks, but, you know. That's all they stay have. Stay away from the fray. That's all they have. Yeah, pretty much. When, when, the, when the incumbent has to basically be just like smearing left and right the challenger, they don't have their own record to stand on. If you have your own record to stand on and you're doing a good job at what you're doing, you don't even need to mention somebody challenging you, actually. Uh, so that's very telling to me, as, a, as actually as a plantation resident, that my mayor, instead of talking about things that she's done, is spending her time slamming somebody else. It's a little pathetic. Uh, the old way of doing politics, hopefully, is going by the wayside, but all in due time. So we appreciate you guys. Remember to smash the like button, subscribe, share, comment, do all those wonderful things. And yeah, it was a nice afternoon chat. Hope you enjoyed. And we will see you all on Monday. Thanks for watching. If you want to support our mission to transform politics into service, please like this video, subscribe, follow us on social media, and consider joining our Patreon, where you'll get early access to our interviews as well as other exclusive content. Links are in the description. Peace out.